Happy Nurses Week, y'all. This week, we have three special celebrity guests. Each guest will have a two-part episode, so be sure to tune in each day, May 6th through 11th. You will hear incredible stories from each of these people that will inspire you and remind you of the power you have as a nurse to change lives. So make sure to tune in and enjoy this special series created just for you. I was in the hospital a lot of times, and when somebody shows you genuine care, you you remember it. And I, I think it's just one of the most fulfilling things and that you, you basically have to find a way to have service in your life, not just to your family members, but to the world in general. Hey, everybody, give it up for our special guest today on Nurse.Podcast, the lead singer of 311, Nick Hexum. Now, Nick is here today to talk to us about how nurses have impacted his life, especially during one of the most special times, his wife's pregnancy with their third child, Harlow. You might be thinking, what does a rock star know about nursing? Well, let me tell you folks, nurses take care of all kinds of people, even rock stars that spend most of their time on tour and living on the road. So let's give a warm welcome to Nick and hear what he has to say about the incredible work of nurses. I'm your host, Kara Lunsford, registered nurse and VP of community at nurse.com. Nick Hexum, how are you? I'm a little embarrassed. I was like, I know I'm doing that this week, but I did not realize that it was right now. And I'm glad I was able to log on to join you. It's okay. I, I like to catch people when they're like in their pajamas. <laughs> I'm a little more prepared. No, than you look great. You look very handsome. So I, I was so excited that you wanted to come and join me for the I'm your biggest fan series. <laughs> yes, it's you. <laughs> Nikki and I are fans of you and how you helped us. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, it was quite an honor to, um, to be there during that time. Interestingly enough, you guys did a home birth, not that I was there for the home birth, but you guys did a home birth and so did I. I don't know if you know that. I did not know that. that. All the cool kids do it. All the cool kids are doing the home birth. You know, I actually had some lady say to me that home delivery is only for pizza. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, come on. Anyway, but you guys, did you guys deliver? How many were at home? How many did you have at home? All three. All three. Let, you know, and, and I did. Uh, we, I dealt with some sort of uh, a bit of judgment from people that, um, that don't approve. And all I can say is that it's, it's such a, a, a wide range of, of deliveries and pregnancies. And when, when things are completely normal, then it's, it, it, I believe it's okay. You know, we, if any, if we got any signs and, and we did a lot of research on it and there's plenty of time to transfer to a hospital. It's not like, things go south in a, in a minute. You know what I mean? You have, you know, lots of um, vitals and stuff that you can check and we would have transferred to a hospital. So I 
dealt with a little bit of judgment of my friends. Like you, what were you thinking? That's just so crazy that you did that. Well, that's your choice and I'll respect your space to make your choice of how, but um, you know, Nikki really wanted to um, just do it natural to have that total cathartic drug free um, experience that, um, you know, and I, and I just supported her. It was up to her, but I was kind of like, yeah, let's, let's do it at home. Um, so that's what we did, but I have to tell a little bit about the, our middle um, child, Maxine, that um, things on our first pregnancy, it took like 16 hours of labor. It was such a long, slow process. Then Maxine, our middle daughter, came very, very quickly. And we thought we had a lot more time. So we kind of stalled on waiting to call the midwife. And then the baby popped out. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it just progressed super rapidly because, you know, I guess once the body knows how to do it, then all that resistance is is lifted and it's just like, okay, it's time to go. And um, and it was uh, it was we we delivered on our own with with no um, midwife there. She showed up right after and uh, and everything was fine. But it was uh, pretty, pretty scary for a minute to 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 do it. You caught the baby. You 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 did you did the catching. Yeah. Yeah, so I um I remember that Maxine kind of stalled out um at the halfway point and I was like I I recalled from our birthing classes that occasionally the the arm gets the shoulder gets stuck and the, and so I kind of rotated the baby a little bit and then she shot out. And um, she was just like blue and because the umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck. So I unwrapped the umbilical cord and jiggled her around a little bit and then wah. So um, it was like the most incredibly cathartic release to like hear that that cry. So, you know, Nick, uh, if this 311, if this 311 thing doesn't work out for you, if this whole like musician artist thing doesn't work out for you, I think. I think you have another career. You know, <laughs> a male midwife, I've checked it. I would not be a mid-husband. I would still be a midwife, and there are male midwives, so that would be cool. But it's just nice to know that, you know, on an airplane or in a pinch that yeah, I— Yeah, that you, you can roll up your sleeves. Yeah, like tear some towels and boil some water. I don't know why, but do it. That's what they do in the movies. <laughs> I know. I still haven't been able to figure out the whole boil the water and the rip up sheets. I don't know why we're doing this, but we're ripping up sheets. So I'll so I'll like share a funny ish story. Um, So I also delivered at home. My wife caught. We were in a tub. I did like the tub thing. And prior to doing all of that. I said to our midwife, who was a nurse midwife, you know, my, she's, are there anything, are, do you have any concerns about having a baby at home? And I said, you know what, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The only major concern I have is about pooping in my water. Poop. I, I don't, I don't want to deliver a baby in poopy water. Like I just was like, I, th- this was my thing. And she was like, all right. She goes, well, just so you know, that's why I have a fishnet a little like fishnet thing. And I was like, no. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Like, so I will, that's, this is part of my thing. Like I'll bring, you know, I'll bring the stuff.
Hey, nurses. Did you know that Nurse.com is the ultimate destination for all nurses? It's where you can find your nurse life in one place. That's right. Everything from networking with your peers and continuing education to industry news and career opportunities. It's all there for you. Nurse.com is your dedicated platform to explore a wide range of job opportunities from all across the nation. Whether you're a fresh graduate testing the waters or a seasoned pro desiring for a change in scenery, we've got you covered. Nurse.com forward slash jobs features posts from entry level to executive leadership in every practice setting, even in specialties you might not have considered. So why wait? Leverage your skills and passion in an opportunity worthy of both. Visit nurse.com forward slash jobs today and initiate your journey towards the next chapter in your nursing career. So flash forward to the moment, here I am in the tub and I'm like kind of in there. I don't know. People had kind of like left me in the tub for a minute. I think probably because I was screaming, who knows? And <laughs> so <laughs> they were like, we should leave her alone. Um, and so they, they, they were gone and there was just nobody in there. I think they were going to get something and then come back. And in the meantime, I look in the water and I'm, I, I'm like, that looks like something and I don't want it in my water. Okay. So my midwife comes in and I turn to her and I go, where's the net? <laughs> like, but a, a little bit like I was possessed. And she kind of like gets this look on her face. She leaves very quickly. I'm in there. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I, it feels like forever that I'm waiting. Sure enough, she comes back. She's got a slotted spoon from my kitchen. She's in the water with my slotted spoon. And I, I was going to say, grab the colander. Just like go and like, I don't know what. So anyway, it, it was just, it was really comical because I asked her after it was all kind of over and, and I didn't really have much of a memory of this moment. I had a little bit of a memory of it, but I said, you know, I feel like I did really well. I don't think I got angry. I think I was pretty calm. And I, you know, and she goes, yeah, you were, you were great. She's like, until you realized I didn't have a net. <laughs> it should be on the checklist. So, so we're all grateful for nurses. So, so I'll say your, your wife, Nikki, uh, happens to be that you're Nick and she's Nikki. Nikki, she had hyperemesis gravidarum. Did she have that for, I think she had it for all three, didn't she? All three pregnancies? She did. She had it for all three. And, um, of course that means extreme morning sickness, um, to the point of barfing so much that you can't stay hydrated. And, um, so on our first pregnancy, we, um, would have to like go in to whether it was the ER or I, I remember once going into, a um, an urgent care place saying she just needs hydration. We know what's going on. He was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, just, just give her some fucking fluids. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had I had to, um, I was like, we knew, we know exactly. It's just a dehydration problem. And um, so then when we we heard about, you know, home nursing and were, was introduced to you, that made it so much better because like to just have going, it was so stressful for her. She was already so nauseous and puking. So to have to drive to the place 
to um, sit there to, and be on IV was just so unnecessary, stressful. So then, and then, you know, to, to have met you and become friends with you through um, you coming to our house and bringing bags of fluid and, you know, putting on the, the IV, it was just, it was such a godsend. Oh, well, I really, uh, during that time in my career, I did a lot of infusion nursing. So I, I worked for, and I think at that time it might've been premier infusion might've been the one that I was working for that where I came out to see you guys. Um, and it was funny because they said, oh, we have this family, they're out in Topanga. And I was like, Topanga, <laughs> you know, and, and getting to your house, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, curvy like, roads, curvy roads. And you, like go down this, I was like, oh my gosh, where do these people live? Um, but immediately Nikki and I hit it off. We, uh, we got along, we were we just kind of became friends and she was in this really vulnerable place in her life. You know, she's pregnant. This is the third time. Cause that was with Harlow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was with Harlow. Right. We did. We did have some home nursing on our middle kid, but, um, and once we met you is when it became really streamlined and awesome. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I had, I, it was such an incredible, uh, experience for me as well. And then one of the great things about nursing is that we have this opportunity to connect with people when they're in those really vulnerable moments, when things are just kind of stripped away, like you haven't taken a shower in a while, like you, you do not look presentable to the world, or at least you don't feel like you do. And we, and as nurses, we step into those moments. And I think the thing that I love the most about nursing is that the relationships that I am able to create are so real. They're so authentic because people are really just stripped down bare and pretty raw. And you don't oftentimes get to meet people like that. You know, that when you meet somebody at a party or you meet somebody through a friend, everybody's kind of got on some sort of mask per se, or they're showing up with a little bit of a wall of some sort. But many times I find that in nursing patients, they, they don't have the time or the energy <laughs> to have that wall up. And so as long as I come in and I'm vulnerable and I'm open and I'm authentic, the relationships that you create can be lifelong, lifelong friendships and relationships. So I get as much out of it as the patients who I care for and the families. Nikki mess messaged me and she told me that you guys have some family members that are in the nursing community as well. And I think, uh, was she saying it was her niece or her, uh, my sister's daughter, Georgia is, uh, is a nurse and she just loves it. And I think, um, you know, at getting to the age I am. I'm now in my 50s. I spend a lot of time studying different philosophies and stuff. And I'm just so into um, the Dalai Lama's teachings. And it just it ties into what you were saying, because he he calls it practicing wise selfishness, which is that we learn that the happiest we can be is by practicing a life of service and and um, altruism and having compassion and being caring for others. Like that's the number one happiest 
a way that a, you know a person can live is through a life of service. So, um, you know, I I try and keep that in mind in the work that I do as being a musician. That we're like we're on a mission here to spread a positive message, to give people some hope of of, of what they're doing, and it's 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 not dissimilar to the the care that you're showing in in your nursing, and and, and I felt that. Um, through our experience with you, but also like I was a wild kid that got injured and, you know, broken bones. And I was in the hospital a lot of times. And when somebody shows you genuine care, you, you remember it. And I, I think it's just one of the most fulfilling things and that you, you basically have to find a way to have service in your life, not just to your family members, but to the world in general, because living just for yourself is is not fulfilling you know you have to um you have to have some wise selfishness which is is being altruistic and being caring as the dalai lama calls it make sure to tune in tomorrow for part two of this very special episode